I'm just a boy from Kansas out to save the world from chronic disease. And I truly mean that. Nobody is in control of your health but you. I can't heal you. Your doctor can't heal you. You have to heal you. And it's all about having the education empowerment to know what you need to be changing within yourself, within your life, to set your soul free and accomplish that best life that we all like to talk about. And I truly believe that the greatest medicine of all is to teach people how not to need it. I'm Brendan Vermeyer, the original Holistic Savage. Welcome to the Holistic Savage Podcast. that's very important for certain people because man people do have a lot of layers they have a lot of walls built up they live inside certain containers and being an effective coach i think it's so funny because everyone knows that personal trainer isn't really a personal trainer they're really just a psychologist and <laughs> anyone who's been in the gym or had a trainer knows that your clients pretty much tell you everything because they can trust you you work for them they can trust you and it's also a funny job because Although someone's paying you, you're the boss. Like I'm the boss with my mm -hmm. clients and they all listen to me. It doesn't matter how successful they've been. So I think you do need to be sensitive to what's going on with people, um, seeing what walls they put up. And it's not about me trying to break down those walls necessarily. It's more about, hey, this has served me and many people. Like where do you sell, see yourself fitting into this? Is this something that you can overcome by yourself? So really getting to someone, getting to have someone ask these questions to themselves instead of me having to facilitate something. I think that's a mark of a really good coach. Again, to heal some of these traumas or recognize what's going on in their life, you know, the triggers that are causing them to drink too much or smoke too much or the work environment that's causing them a lot of distress in their life. Like asking these questions, being present with them enough to have them be able to trust you and trust your intentions. And none of this happens if the person asking those questions, me as the coach or uh, you, you as the health coach, it's we have to trust ourselves and adhere to that process first. I've always been a really big fan of walking the walk. And my mentor and early coach, Paul Check, he always talked about that stuff. And you see this guy today, he's like 56 or 57, totally strong, totally ripped, sticks to his nutrition and lifestyle. He never takes a day off because he knows this is the right way to do it. So I know if I'm not doing that, then I'm not going to be an effective coach because how can people buy into a system or a program where, you know, their doctor's obese and telling them not to eat mm -hmm. sugar or they, they don't practice what they preach. So I guess in closing with that thought, I mean, there are a lot of containers that people put on themselves and we can easily have them be mindful of these decisions and thoughts that they're making in order for them to realize that for themselves, that they need to change or they can change in the first place. Mm -hmm. I love everything you just said, because, you know, I think it, what's interesting, like at the end of the day, um, it's not just like within our, our work as, you know, health coaches, fitness coaches, et cetera, et cetera. I think this is just kind of a, you know, human phenomena where we're all just kind of mirrors walking around and, you know, we observe ourselves through the mirror of the other person. And, you know, when we encounter somebody else, uh, you know, it's like you can't recognize in somebody else what you don't recognize within yourself. Otherwise, how would you have been able to and that's something I kind of learned from a friend that just rocked my world. And I was like, huh, 
well, it makes a lot of sense when you say that. But then it, 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 the, the pursuit of enlightenment or the, the pursuit of a notion, a chosen perceived notion of understanding can get kind of trippy because then if, if you don't keep checking that ego, and this is something people don't think about, it's, it's a practice. You know, it's a spiritual practice. You don't just, it's like getting in shape. You don't get in shape over the course of three to four months. And then it's like, well, now I'm in shape. So I'm going to stop working out and I'm just going to stay in shape forever. No, you know, if you don't consistently practice and, and use it, you'll, you'll lose it, obviously. And I don't think people think about life in that manner or, you know, whether it's spirituality or just they're reading a self improvement book and a self help book. Um, but that's kind of thing as you're talking about, we can't egotistically assume like, well, I'm obviously doing something right. So allow me to subjugate you to my domestication because I'm right. You're wrong. That's why you're in the position you're in. I'm the position I'm in and you need to start doing things my way. And you spoke to that, you know, eloquently and subtly where it's like, no, we, we need to listen. We need to create that safe space, ask those open-ended questions, while all the while, we're just being a mirror for them to observe themselves in. But the difference is we're creating that safe space for themselves to be able to observe themselves without judgment. Whereas if they go try to go home and stare at themselves in the mirror and, and do that, I don't know, they might, they might not be able to as well. And the self-sabotage comes in because they don't have that unconditional love from somebody that only wants the best for them. 